me just make sure. Yep, we're looking good. Suggested donation. I think we're good. Thanks for coming out, man. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Where did you come out from? From from East Bay? Oakland. Is that where you're? Yeah, Oakland. From Oakland? Is mm-hmm. it? Wait, are you from the yeah. area? Mm-hmm. Because I think I remember the last time I saw you at one. Uh, I met you at at John Pence last time I was here. Right? Yes, and I wasn't living here then. I was in you, L.A. You were in L.A. Yeah. So I was in L.A. for three years, but I'm from here and just moved back. How long were you in L.A. for? Three, three years. years. Three, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly three years. To why? The day. Why? Uh, I thought I needed to try it. It was yeah. an entirely like I've never, as a Northern California kid, yeah. I have always hated Southern California. But with networking and the yeah. r- rents being crazy here, and kind of art seeming like it was uh, doing well down there, I felt like I need to try it. Yeah. Let's give um, this thing a chance. Yeah. And, it, and there's some aspects of it that were, as far as like all the production stuff involved in making paintings that I would have yeah. not necessarily thought of ahead of time. But for me getting models yeah, and people to help with photo shoots and like photographers and framey people, all that stuff is so easy to do down there, down there. And, and you I can, know, I know it's not easy point. to do here. Not as easy. I mean, in LA, if you want to rent a telephone booth, a Ferrari, ten models, and like, <laughs> and like have some other thing delivered to you, you can part do of it in like series. Hopefully, <laughs> you could do it in like ten minutes. I mean, it's it's so easy. There's so much you can get. There's anything. so much of that. Yeah, and there's so many actor people and movie people, and you know, if you need help lighting a thing, mm-hmm. you can go rent a whatever. And models really probably. easy. Models are everywhere. Um, Actors everywhere, photographers everywhere. The Bay Area used to be a little more like that. Right now, it's a little bit less so, being that it's so expensive. It's so prohibitively expensive here. Right. So the people less that are still here generally are stuck in apartments in San Francisco that have rent control. Like rent control. Yeah, and they can't leave. But you've heard those nightmare like, nightmare stories of somebody having a fifteen hundred dollar a month rent control apartment in the Mission, mm-hmm. and, and it. Ended it and it went to six thousand dollars like yeah, yeah. overnight. It's 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 ridiculous. Totally crazy. What's going on. Uh, by the way, we're we're in the Bay Area and we're, we're recording talk- at Baca, Baca Bay Area classical, classical artist art art atelier Cla- atelier. Is that it? <laughs> Wait, let's go over that Bay Area classical art atelier. Welcome to suggested donation. Exactly, and we're I'm talking. I'm off. I'm Tony Serenai, <laughs> and we're talking with. Aaron Nagel. Uh, Aaron Nagel. <laughs> North California original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> returning but, home. Returning. Returning home. But I know last time I was here doing a workshop at Baca that everybody I was running into, and I've spent a fair amount of time in Northern California, in San Francisco, back in the days coming here to skate and do graffiti. Mm-hmm. And then after Ted and I would were are both represented by John Pence John here Pence. In, in San Francisco that we'd come here every so often and it was always like fun and cool and we you know it was a little bit pricey but it wasn't crazy mm-hmm. it wasn't no I mean compared to New York it was but nothing like, was yeah nothing was crazier than New York right New, well New York was number one always always yeah and I think is now number two three. or three, three? behind San Francisco 
And Oakland, actually. No. Uh, yeah. It Oakland? Sucks. Yeah, Oakland's... Dude, oh, well, because I've been Oakland, parts of Oakland, I'm still like, that's sketchy. There's still <laughs> a lot of those parts. But, but they're $6,000 a month. Well, when San Francisco got crazy, everybody moved to Oakland. So normal people moved to Oakland, so the... And like, Oakland is, is not as crazy because it's bigger mm-hmm. as far as area. Um, and there's... And a little way, rougher around the edges. Yeah, it's right? way rougher around the edges, and, and there's shittier neighborhoods. The shitty neighborhoods of Oakland are way shittier than San <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, the nice parts of Oakland are super-duper nice, and now they're as expensive as San Francisco. What happened to San Francisco, I mean, when I used to come out for openings, was very, like, mixed up. Like, there'd be, like, lots of people, like, kind of just hanging out on corners and, right. you know... Uh, is that still exist or did they like yeah. drive that out? It still exists, but people are really mad about it <laughs> because there's so much, I mean, you have all this industry that's here now with, with Apple and right. Pixar and Google every, everybody and, yeah, and all the and, su- Silicon Valley stuff, yeah. all the people that work in Silicon Valley, a lot of them live in the Bay area and they get bust for free and they are getting paid very well yeah. so they can afford to pay a lot for rent. So the people that are kind of left outside of that industry, you know, can't really afford to live here. So there's a, there's a lot of like It's anger. a whole other like San Francisco revolution. So when you grew up, it was left and artsy. Yeah, for sure. But and were it's there still remnants super of left like and artsy, the... but it's like, it's, it's but now left and artsy rich. driving a really nice, like a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And not really wanting homeless people around. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Although we're, we're left. left, we're just not that left. Right. You know what? Had you been painting for a long time when you moved? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been painting, um, I've been painting like in showing since 2008, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've always had other. Like I built websites and mm-hmm. did, I was in bands when I was growing up. And so I did a lot of work for bands for a while. And then that kind of you transitioned. You were in Link 80, right? I was in a band called Link 80. Yeah. yeah. And then I was in a band called Dessa after that. Okay. Um, I remember Link 80 because of yeah. the whole like hardcore punk mm-hmm. ska mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So I remember hearing about you guys just yeah. being familiar with that scene. Yeah. So did you go around touring? Yeah. Yeah. So Link 80, I joined that band when I was 15 in high school. Uh-huh. And right. then we toured from 15 was since to when I was 22, I guess. Did you drop out of high school just to tour? I did or? independent studies my senior year in uh-huh. order to tour, but I did graduate. <laughs> GED? <laughs> but, or? No, I did. I for real graduated. <laughs> but we were all, everybody in the band was young. Uh-huh. So we were touring in vacations in summer yeah. before you know, when everybody kind of got to where they, you just people, like people graduating. Yeah. Dream. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was great. And were you drawing the whole time? Like wh- where, Not, how, were those parallel interests? Or? Uh, drawing was always the thing that I did, yeah. but I never, it was for sure not a career. I didn't consider it as an option ever. So you thought you just, I thought me, ironically, I thought music was, which is just a, as terrible a way to yeah, make Yeah, it's the worst way to try to make a living. Awful. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, for some reason, my dad was a musician. What so kind of, what uh, kind he's of a jazz piano player. Nice. Which, and there's also and no money that, in that. Like the whole... Yeah, but he also had a day job day to job. kind of supplement it, yeah. Which is, I, you know, I kind of grew up with that. Mm. Both of my parents were super supportive, but they were always very realistic as far as like, yeah, go tour. Do Make what sure you can. You Just be prepared to supplement mm-hmm. it if you need to supplement it. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. um, 
so I didn't go to college after high school because of the touring. Yeah. And it looked like it was, I mean, we were supporting ourselves, which was amazing. Yeah. Like, and we were doing. At 15, who was driving the van? Uh, we had to get a guy. No. <laughs> yeah. Sir. Like, we sir. Did, we had to get a guy. Yeah. Yeah. And we were at, you know, we were like, everybody has these stories, but we were playing these venues where we would have to wait outside. Before, yeah, you know, yeah. until we played. Yeah, um, and then they we, would be like, Le- "Now you got to get out because yeah. it's alcohol." Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And it was, it, I mean, it was great. And we did Europe a bunch of times. And so the straight edge, you were just like, ah. Stri- yeah, the straight edge thing came from. Actually, it was exactly right. Like, I don't like, want to oh, do that. I don't ever want to do that. Yeah, if yeah. You guys aren't going to let me now. I'm never going to do it. It's, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But you were you went out to Europe and stuff. Yeah, and, and toured. Yeah, I remember when I would go to Europe to do little festivals of whatever I was doing. Okay, the idea once you're there, I would take a day or two out and go to you know museums and just we, and we did that time. a little bit, but I wasn't. That? Yeah, we like we went to the Louvre a bunch and went to the Geiger Museum t- twice, which is my favorite place. In Switzerland, it's great. yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't painting. Yeah. yeah, and so I didn't have the kind of appreciation for art that I have now. Yeah, and were I didn't. I have were, no the knowledge about it either. Yeah, were there things that were like drawing you in when you were at the Louvre, or were you just kind of like? Oh, yeah, all cool. the old painting stuff. I mean, I skip everything and just go straight to. And same with the Met. Yeah, it's just the paintings, the European paintings in the 16, 1700s. Now, was that, just an, spend time. was that just a natural thing where you're like, there's something about these that are interesting or was it because they were kind of, they almost have this Gothic thing that almost made them kind of dark and kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was reboding. the dark and I mean, and I felt like they were really powerful. Yeah. So the first painting that I ever did was like five feet by four feet. Really? Yeah. What, your awful. first painting was five by four my feet. My first, like, my first, I'm out of school, I'm yeah. going to paint for fun, and I'm going to put some effort into, like, getting a corner of this garage and getting paint and doing it yeah. was big. <laughs> just because <laughs> go that's, go home. that's what yeah. I, I just <laughs> wanted to do really Yeah, yeah. Because you probably thought that's what you have to do because you saw paintings at museums and yeah. like, they're all massive. Well, and, so I, and I really like the scale and how yeah. much you could just stare at it and it's so Raft powerful. Medusa. I can do that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and, and like shortly after that, you know, a year or two later, I painted a thing that was 16 feet long on plywood over the course of a year. Oh, wow. And I just chipped away at it and painted this whole thing and never, it's a 16 foot long thing. You know, Monster. super heavy plywood. Yeah. You can't just hang it anywhere. <laughs> I don't think I ever even saw it put together once. It's garbage now. Uh, you had to. I had it, it was like, you know, with a family friend in his garage forever until I was like, until I he got a leak and you're yeah, like, yeah, I was right, like, use it whatever. for <laughs> firewood or something. Yeah. What did you, what, what age was this about when you said, I'm going to get a garage and I'm just going to do this? Probably like 20, thing. 22. Now, what did you, did ha- you know anything? No. So you had no formal training. Did you buy like acrylics no, or no oils? Training. It was I acrylics first right. and then got into oils after that. And it was all trial and error. Figure it trial out. Trial and error, yeah. And it I mean that's how you've learned to paint, right? Yeah. Is kind yeah, of yeah. just figuring it out on yeah, your yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of like reading and trying to figure out what other people are doing. And every once in a while I get a chance to like ask somebody that knew what they were doing a question. <laughs> yeah. Um which is was like so I had some conversations that were like really really helpful. Like yeah. I had a I 
was getting tattooed by a guy named Grimy, who's in San Grimy. Francisco. He's a good, Grimy. Good, really good artist. Very good artist. Yeah. And he was friends with Sean Barber, who sure. I hadn't met. Um, and we went over to Sean Barber's studio when Here, he lived when in, he's San still in San Francisco. Here, when still in San Francisco. And super talented guy. Sean Barber was giving Grimy an oil painting lesson, mm. and I was just there to like meet him and to like try and suck up some fly on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had a few, you know, 10 minute conversations with Sean about painting and those helped me like so much. What's one thing that, that, I mean, the main thing was that I was, I had, I was always interested in painting figurative stuff. Yeah. And for a long time I was painting, you know, it was the furthest thing from realism and I was, like obscuring the faces because I couldn't do it. You're just like, okay. And then I gradually would kind of get to be able to get the confidence to try painting faces, but I was using a lot of like flesh toned oil paints uh-huh. because, you know, like you yeah, were like that's the way you paint. So like, yeah, so it I says flesh on it. Flesh tone oil flesh. Yeah. It didn't make the portrait. Totally. I don't know why. So I'm painting with all these like tans. <laughs> portrait canvas and flesh paint. Yeah. Where's the. Yeah. And I got to the point where I, I'd have like decent. You know, I, th- I think my values are okay, but color-wise, it looked awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah. dead, dead yeah. people. Yeah. So, you know, Sean was... Well, you mean that does Sean work. was like one of the guys that was just like, hey, why don't you try and do that with just these five colors yeah. that aren't flesh tone colors. Mix. Yeah, and so I did. So he gave you kind of like a limited palette option, sort of. Yeah, just he just, like, I didn't know that that was the yeah. move. I hadn't got... Uh, you know, I wasn't doing internet research at that right. time and hadn't got, I was looking at a lot of paintings, but I hadn't, it hadn't ever occurred to me to like, look at the palettes that people were using for those paintings. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't there yet. Um, any of the tattooing, were you tattooing at all? I or? did. I tattooed for two years in between tours when were I was like 18 or 19. Yeah. I did an apprenticeship for like a year in between tours uh-huh. and then tattooed for eight months, maybe. Um, but did not like it. Yeah. yeah. How come? It's different. Uh, I like getting tattooed in the art in the art a lot. Uh huh. I mean, I don't really like getting tattooed, but I like having <laughs> tattoos. Right. And I like the and the like art the, form and right. really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, the touching it was people's skin. T- yeah. The, the client <laughs> side. It's like yeah. super customer servicey, which yeah. I'm not. I didn't love. Um, right. And I was young, and I probably wasn't. It was probably a combination of just the time. I wasn't quite ready to do that. Right. We, it was a street shop. Like everybody has to start in a kind of shithole. So yeah. I was doing intimate. a lot of like, it's really intimate. You're, you're doing a lot of stupid things. It's tattooing a lot of kanji. Yeah. You know, Tasmanian devil. Yeah. And I'm not holding a Budweiser. <laughs> right. I yeah. mean, I could do something better yeah. for you. Really. And it was, it was just kind of like, I could tell that it was kind of tainting my whole experience with it. Right. And I'm never. I'm not a very good illustrator as far as like draw a shark with a machine gun and a whatever. (laughs) And like it would, I could probably do it, but it would take me like a week and a half. And I know that that's like a skill that tattooers have. And after a while, it's like jazz piano. They just improv. Yeah. And like the, and the tattooers are all really good illustrators and they can just do a thing and have their, have the body movement and consideration and they're really good with color. The stuff Grimy does is, yeah, he's, he was a graffiti artist for yeah. a while. Yeah, Super yeah. talented guy. That's how I first heard of him was he was doing all these kind of graffiti tattoos. Okay. In like the mid nineties in yeah. San Francisco. When San Francisco was just it was it was, like, it was like covered a, in graffiti. It was a <laughs> it was a black book. Yeah. I remember coming out here in the nineties and just being like, it's just it's 
you can freely walk around and paint on stuff. It was great. It was the best. We, I, in high school, we would go to like the areas of Oakland that we should not have been in. Yeah, just, yeah, take, yeah. just take pictures of. And walls. you now live in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but what's funny about the tattoo thing is that that whole idea of the apprenticeship uh -huh, with it. Uh -huh. Like, yeah, of course. And then right. when it comes to doing, you know, what, whether it's realism or what you're doing now, like the figure, right? like it should be that and then some, you know, yeah. for what we do. Uh, and then you have, you know, 500 years of the past to look at. Right. But the idea of like, oh yeah, you got, you have to like maybe study with somebody or like anything that's. It's kind of amazing the stuff that you don't come up with on your own. That's like somebody will tell you something, I don't know, like for me, like just measuring was something that hadn't occurred to me. Right. Seems obvious, but you're why wasn't well, I told to measure? Well, when somebody told me that you can do this thing, if you're just unsure of how it's going, like you just want to double check, you can just kind of check. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I, t well, I, that's then. my, that's this is my only last week. entire art career can be summarized by moments like that where I'm like, this took me, it took me a year and a half to figure out how to wash brushes. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a total lie. It took me way longer than that. <laughs> like, just because I didn't, yeah. I put brushes in paint thinner, and that's what you do. And, and then, then the, they fall apart after a while, right. and I didn't like, ever, like, wash them I with soap. I have to buy all these new brushes all the time. Does yeah. everybody have to do that? <laughs> it's a really expensive <laughs> totally. hobby. Yeah. Um, but but it, even, you know, I'm here doing this workshop here, and and I've experienced this with, this with a lot of workshops, is I give them information that is seemingly simple mm -hmm. you but, forget how like how yeah but it's things that i learned later when i was already like a s relatively successful illustrator or doing like working on movies with disney or something like that things i learned way later when i was always already like maybe a, a relatively competent artist and i would tell people this which is like the simplest thing and they're just like oh my god why I don't, I didn't even know that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I know. I only just learned it kind but of it's, recently. I mean, it's like hundreds or thousands of years of development. It's there. a lot. It's a you really know. intimidating. I mean, like oil paint on... to me still is really intimidating. Yeah. As far as intimidating to me, the history yeah. and all the stuff and pe you know, people are always talking about mediums and varnishes and it's like, well, how are you even there yet? I know. <laughs> like every time I still feel like I've got one, my head around yeah. that stuff, I'm like, somebody will throw some wrench in and I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> so so I think it's, it's hard to, I mean, my point was it's, it's intimidating. And so you tend to think that everything is complicated Yeah. and you skip over this really, really easy stuff. But which are essential a lot of times. For sure. <laughs> and what's funny is that when you get back to that easy stuff, sometimes that easy stuff is really hard. Even if your skills are pretty high, mm -hmm. to almost simplify things, you're just like, I'm not used to making things simple because, you know, it, it really is deduction to the point where the essential is there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes to know what that really is and not hide it with fanciness is really, really hard. Yeah. So when I say that to people, students and stuff, and show them, it, they have difficulties with it. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I often have to say, look, don't be ashamed by this. If you're not, if you're not getting this thing that's, you know, I'm doing the air quotes right now, simple. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Painting a sphere. Good luck with that. Yeah. I know good painters who it's can't paint super a sphere well. Yeah. You know? So with, with that, you, did you just 
with what you said, every it's so hard. There's so much information. There's you know hundreds of years of history with it. Where you just all of a sudden like I love this thing, and now I can just dive in f fully into this thing, which is painting. Yeah, as a hobby for sure. Yeah. Like I would just. That was just my thing for a long time. Was that you were still playing in the band and yeah, I was still. It was kind of coming out of band stuff and doing. Um, yeah, we stopped touring, but we were still kind of kind of doing band stuff. And I was trying to figure out if I was actually going to be able to live, make a living right. doing it, which was looking <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> and painting, um, painting for a hobby, but then I started doing like you know I do shirt designs for bands shirt designs for my band and the yeah. website for my band. And then it would, then it turned into doing that for other bands and websites for other bands. And then it turned into me being able to make some money doing websites. Yeah. So I had to have a real job for a second, but was able to then, uh, kind of do freelance web design after that. And that kind of kicked me into gear with the art stuff to yeah. try and like, the web design was really good. I didn't, I still don't love it. But it's it supplements the art stuff, and then the art stuff supplements the web design. And I can kind of balance it, and it never really seems like it's going to work. But it's been <laughs> yeah, it's, always, it's been like eight years. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it always feels like it's on the edge. Ten of, years, like, disaster. yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. Um, so well, yeah, I just. I mean, that's how it is when you're when you're kind of in charge. Like, there's no boss, there's no company. Like. Right. You're just trying to make it happen, and it's. I mean, it's. I, I tell people who come to study, like, it's going to be a hustle. Like, your whole life will be a hustle. Like, it's yeah, yeah. never gonna. It's never well, gonna. Well, you're you're only doing well when you sell a thing, yeah. and it's right. like, and yeah. then you and don't. And you never know. Then you, yeah, right. you totally never know then what's going to sell. Two, and then and I've been done. doing it for long enough to know that there's it's no. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to go and what's not, yeah. and like you know, I always feel like. As soon as I sell a painting that I like, and it sells for you know you know a, a good amount, I'm like that's a it. Healthy sum. Yeah, yeah, I'm always like that's it. I'm exactly that's the last yeah. one. Yeah. Better like, stretch out that money. One. <laughs> Every yeah. time I like I deposit, I'm just like, yep, that's gonna be the last one. I'm yeah, always I'm always afraid that people are gonna figure out. I always feel like a fraud. Yeah. So they're always gonna like they're just they're on the verge of figuring out that I'm a fraud. <laughs> and what's funny is I've brought that up to really like people I really admire, like painters. Not until this moment. They didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking, everybody I run into is like, I feel like a so, fraud yeah, too. And like, what is, why is that? Why are these, like these really great painters that I know all feel like it's, you know, everybody's going to figure out that it's, they're not like, they're I think that comes from not, I mean, all the painters that I know don't love a what they do. Big percentage of what they yeah. create. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's important for needing to get Progress. better. Yeah. Yeah. So you mean like they're, they're dissatisfied. Yeah. With they're not happy their with their work, which ability is, to yeah, paint which they, is, yeah. I totally relate to. Yeah. And, but, but I need that in order to like keep trying to get better. Firing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like, if I was a hundred percent happy with every painting, I think I would be You'd less probably quit. <laughs> I'd probably quit or they'd all be the same painting. Um, be like, that was good. I'll yeah, do I'll just do that, another painting of that. <laughs> that said, I think the idea that when you do hit those landmark moments or even just are satisfied, whether it's like for a day or a week or a year, and you look at paintings and they look good to you, it does feed you. Yeah, it's and great. And it does also make you want to do a new one because it, 
it's like a cheap thrill or just a thrill to be like, I made that. Usually for me, if there's a the new stuff, a painting I feel that way about, I figured out something mm. yeah. Yeah. in that painting that I want to then like, see if I can do it again, do it again. Yeah, or apply it to the, yeah. It's one less or take hurdle. it like one step farther. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like, it's like one less thing I can I have to figure out. Check that <laughs> one off my list. Yeah. Although yeah. when you try to do it again, it falls apart. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. it was an accident. What's well, funny because you you you'll do some painting and it'll take you like six paintings or maybe like a year to figure out what it was that worked in that painting, and so you're trying like the next painting to like channel something that you got in that painting. Yeah, and often it like the next paintings will fall short because it doesn't like progress just doesn't come in a steady you know it's they're like these peaks and right. you have to catch up to them and it's it's i have a hard time with planning work as far as you know some of the paintings that i end up liking i've just put so much thought into them mm -hmm. and i i think that that's why they came out in a way that i like yeah and then but then there's <laughs> others that like, you know, I literally just painted it because it was lying around. And somehow... <laughs> and it, and it, it, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Right. You know, there's, yeah. like, really nothing there. It's just a figure. There's nothing else happening. Well, you hear about those stories of, you know, all the band... You know, music was so important to me growing up. It really influenced a lot of even things I like in art. Um, and then you hear these songs that are, in your mind, the most important songs ever made. And then you hear them talk about it. And they're like, yeah. yeah, we wrote that in like half an hour. <laughs> totally. And it just was like, it was supposed to be a throwaway song. And it ended up being a hit and then an iconic song or something like that. Right. But then they're like, yeah, that just happened. Yeah. Not that I ever rely on that with my own work to say, oh, you just got to wait for inspiration. You know, that, I, that whole like idea of inspiration being completely for rookies. It's true. Like you can't wait around for it, but damn, when it just happens yeah. and you don't even realize it. Right. But it, it happens so cool. because you're not waiting around because no, you're, you're there in front of the easel working every day. I mean, like that's, I don't know, for me, I think that's the most important. Like I've got to be working every day. If, yeah. if I'm not, if I've got to be drawing, you know. Yeah. That with what's going on with me now, because I've been traveling, you know, we've mm. had this conversation about me traveling a lot and I've been not in the studio working as much as I normally yeah, want about to. to happen for me. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, um, wait, why did you, why? <laughs> no, just traveling a lot. It oh, I was like about to be like, why, what's more? going on in your life? <laughs> <laughs> but because I've been traveling and really not concentrating on my work like I normally do, it's weird. It, because I'm so used to that and it's become such an important thing in my life, it's really gotten me depressed. Yeah. yeah but the it, the idea of not it working, me out. I'm kind of a it nightmare. depresses you and stresses you out and really kind of fucks with your brain a little bit. Well, because when I'm not painting, I'm not an artist. And then yeah. what am I what and am then I I'm just a waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's that feeling and then like I have you're no just, job. What do I do? <laughs> but it's not even that. Yes. But it also feels like you're just, you're a waste. It's not true, you yeah. know, but the idea is like you almost have this insecure thought that you're just, you're letting it all go. You're, you're just, you're, you're screwing up by not being in the studio and creating. Also time goes so slowly when you're not painting, like when you're having to do other things, it's mm -hmm. like a day takes like six days to go by. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're actually getting to paint, it's like, you know, I don't know, you just get lost in it. Mm. What, what generally, what kind of inspires you now when you're like, I'm going to make a couple of new paintings or I'm going to think of a series or whatever, whatever. What, what, what is uh, making you jazzed right now to paint? It's just trying to paint better. That's really <laughs> all. I'm, yeah. I Subject mean, there's matter. You're always 
generally subject matter. Figure um, yeah, I'm mostly painting female female figure. figures. Yeah, and why I'm, the female figure? I I starting at something I find aesthetically pleasing, mm. and that's like I'm skipping some steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like my I've never been like a narrative painter guy, and there's not a lot of meaning behind the paintings. Um, so it becomes more of like a visual it's thing. You're like, I entirely just want to make a really awesome yeah, I just wanted to painting. feel cool. I want it to look pretty. Hmm. Um, I don't want it to be too easy. Like I, I'm not, I don't want to paint, you know, like fashion model spreads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they can, you don't want to airbrush seem, them. Yeah. Yeah. Cheesy yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to paint like the perfect thing. Um, but, and I'm not going for like sexy or, or whatever, but yeah, I'm just looking to create something pretty. And that's just how I, I mean, that's how I look at art. And when I listen to music, I'm not, I don't hear lyrics particularly. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the songs are about. Even my favorite songs, no clue. You're just like, it, it's the it's essence just of it, the, it just feels good. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I like the way it sounds, like the way it looks. Yeah. It's, I, th the way I kind of think about the paintings are a lot more simple than I, th that it seems that a lot of people yeah. feel about them because a lot of people ask me why this and why that and I can usually come up with some but that's there I mean, after the fact or reason <laughs> it, may, it might be like, I think we all do that <laughs> it might all be there's all this like subconscious stuff going on I mean you don't like For a sure. painting takes forever to right. paint so you don't commit to spending forever with something and I and I'm I listen to books when I paint mm -hmm. so there's things happen there and I'm often put writing in the paintings because I like, again, cause I like the way they look, but mm -hmm. the writing says stuff. So there's, there's stuff there, right? but it's hard for me to kind of like, I don't really put a lot of weight on it. Right. Or do you just not like to talk about it? I just don't have a great explanation for right. it. I can totally bullshit my way around <laughs> yeah. what a painting's about, <laughs> but there's not, I feel like it's a little disingenuous because I didn't go like, I'm going to paint this here for this reason to tell, you know tell this story. I'm going to go, when you get into the modern art world and it's been so, the idea that when they put it out, it's so important. Oh, it's the meaning, it's meaning, it's meaning. It's all about the concept. It's all about most times I, I'm like, you're full of shit. Yeah. And even in our little world, yes, there's meaning behind a bunch of my paintings. But a lot of times I'm like, I just wanted to make a cool painting, man. I don't and know if what you, that is. And there's you, something really perfect about that, that a lot of people, because of the modern art aesthetic, right. that they're like, well, what does it mean? It, it must not, it, it has to, it, you need like a, dec, a, 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 a dictionary to be able to look at this painting. Right. And sometimes... It's just great to say, because I wanted to make a cool looking painting. It's yeah. really that simple. Yeah. There's I mean, actually I think that's the most basic. That. You're just painting something that's aesthetically pleasing to other people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like being around things that look pretty. Yeah. To, How dare you, by oh. the way? How dare <laughs> you? I just, I want to be, I want to have nice art around me. I'd like to have nice architecture around me. I'd like to have nice scenery. I'd prefer a nice car yeah. <laughs> someday. Yeah. But like the... And I think having meaning in a painting is fine, but if in modern art, if you take away the aesthetics and just have the meaning left, I don't care. I, I, I fully agree a, with that. If the pile of rocks means a thing, it's still a pile of rocks, and I, I don't, I don't really buy it. You're speaking to the choir. You're <laughs> I'm speaking sure. to I'm sure from, your, from your voice to God's ears. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> you guys. But honestly, like that honesty, like what you're saying, like I, I think that's more 
common than people are, are willing to so admit. And also the idea... The polls don't show it. Yeah. <laughs> but also the idea of saying, hey, I just want to make something really pretty. Like, I think most people naturally would agree with that. But I think because of whether it's a hipness factor or something, they're not willing to almost admit that, yeah, I, I that want something okay. beautiful around yeah. me. It doesn't have to be ironic. It doesn't have to be ugly to make a statement. You can make something really beautiful yeah. and make like a really important statement by that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's like cultural modern art stuff or people are worried about being shallow. But even, and I think it might be something like that, but even when you go to aesthetics and saying, or not aesthetics, product, mm -hmm. making something that somebody hopefully will buy and be able to fund your next project. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to the store and you have the ability to make money and pay for something, you know, yeah, you go and buy a really nice car that is, you know, made with a bunch of smart engineers who made it beautiful. And then you buy that car and it shows like, oh, I love this car. It's beautiful. It's fast, whatever it is. For some reason in art, it's like, well, yeah, go buy something. You know, it's cool to go buy something really ugly. And yeah, nobody a buys a challenging car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop challenging me. They want a beautiful car. They want a car that is, the, you know, the quote unquote, the best of the best. It's right. amazing. Like, why would that change? With I would art? actually kind of love it if a challenging, challenging car <laughs> came along. <laughs> like, if that were something that people were doing. Well, I mean, like you know, the car, That'd the car really people. Happy. Yeah, are just like the art people, and they're you know they have these fringe fringe tastes and people collect cars that yeah. they find beautiful that yes, other people have but nobody retarded. would argue <laughs> that you know the top of the line BMW or the top of the line Ferrari right. is exactly what it is and why it's $300,000 right. like you wouldn't question it yeah. and if you brought a, a broken down Honda Civic you know which would functioning would maybe be fine, but say, okay, this Honda Civic is going to be $500,000. Well, we stripped off the paint on the doors <laughs> to yeah. challenge yeah. your... You would be like, you why would I do that? that? No, you right. know, there's the aesthetic of it would lead I, your, yeah. you to <laughs> say, no, I'm not going to pay, <laughs> you know, 300. I'm not going to pay the same price I would pay for a Lamborghini. Nobody's asking. Right. They'd pay for $3 million for the, <laughs> okay, for the Civic. But it's upside down, too, so it doesn't drive. <laughs> it has cinder block wheels, and you're yeah. like, wait, why doesn't this thing function? I actually think we got something here, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Red I'm dot all over sure that. sure this has already been done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're upside trademarking. Down on you heard it here. Upside Probably, down on yeah, maybe. You heard it here on Suggested Donation. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, I do want to talk about some of the uh, aesthetic uh, aesthetics of your paintings and and you're focusing mostly on female form and then mm -hmm. you would have something like the black hands or, or something that even seemingly seems kind of religious about them. They mm -hmm. almost have like a pieta mm -hmm. kind of yeah, yeah. ish thing about them. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that you've been putting gold, like kind of gold hands yeah. on some of your work. Is there anything the, slightly symbolic about that? Um Besides looking cool? No, mm -hmm. but the, I mean, the religious thing, that's always been my favorite of like the old oil paintings that I like the most. Mm -hmm. They're always religious, religious ones. Thing. Yeah, which, and I grew up in a very lefty, not religious family. I'm super atheist. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that there's all these paintings, these guys spent years on this thing because they believe this thing that I think is insane. Mm -hmm. 
that was always really fascinating to me. All these paintings have a ton of power, but they're like about nothing. Yeah. And they're fairy to tales. You, yeah. To, to me. To you. Yeah. So I was, I'm, they become you know, like, if there like was some like fairy meaning, tale stories. Yeah. If there was some meaning behind my paintings, I would try and I'm trying to capture that like power of a religious painting without the religion. Ah. So I, I like the, I like so the religious. using the aesthetics of some of the religious yeah. paintings. I like the, the I like the, the symbolism and, and some of the elements. And I like that. I've always been fascinated that the religions are supposed to be about peace and stuff. And then it's mostly paintings of like people suffering. <laughs> and like, so, they and I scare love people in the door. Yeah. I kind of love that. Like contradiction <laughs> of like, you know, f fear. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, are you trying to build that into your paintings? Kind maybe. of a little bit of, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the reason, like, I think I do paint women I find attractive is that to me, that's like a religion. Well, I mean, it, they have more power mm -hmm. than I feel like I do over me anyway. Like, just be honest as a dude. Yeah. Like a super attractive woman has more power. Makes I don't know. Wheeze, <laughs> I, whatever, whatever, wheeze, whatever you like, I just, it's a different thing. <sighs> and so, and that's being that I have no experience with an actual higher power. That's kind of an easy like replacement for me. Mm -hmm. It's funny when, um, even with people like the Hudson river school who are like pretty religious, I mean, they're oh, yeah. like their whole thing was, yeah. but they saw it in nature. <clears throat> Meaning they still, they believed in God, they, they, that whole thing, but they saw God in nature. So in a way, I wonder if they were just kind of, I, I wouldn't say they were like agnostic or atheist, but they were like the land. They were saying land is proof of God to them, but I wonder if they were just kind of doing something where they were just being so influenced by nature in its purity that they were in just the like, well, I got to add the God thing to it. That, but it's just like the I nature. I think they were pretty genuinely. They like, were. They were. I know they were. To nature yeah, but you're saying kind of behind in... behind the, the the cloak. It might just be that there's this amazing thing they can't really that explain. They just, so they, they just couldn't assign explain, it to a so guy. So they were just like, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, the hand of God is, they would say like the hand of God is proof. And all I have to do is go out into nature and, and study it. So in a way they were just, but they were still studying nature for like nature. Yeah. They weren't going like, oh, and then the hand of God is actually physically going to come down and touch me and like <laughs> right. some sort of biblical right. And I think that all imagery. like atheists can kind of get on board with that to a certain extent. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't need the last step where you assign it to a, a guy. Yeah. But up well, until then it's this m crazy, beautiful, powerful thing you can't really explain. But a lot of earlier religions assign that like, the, the guy was the sun. Totally. The sun is, and they worshipped the sun, you know, through totally. the some god. And yeah. I think that ultimately that became, you know, I think a lot of religions developed, particularly monotheistic religions, developed out of worshiping the sun. Right. Because they I mean, had to explain something. They well, had no. They didn't have science to. But really, we also. Well, they did have. Science. I mean, they had science, did. but they couldn't explain but, what this, you know, ball of like right. light is. I think. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but we're all here because of it. I mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, if the religion was made more relevant uh, six, seven hundred years ago when there's less knowledge in general. And mm -hmm. I think now we, there's still a lot of stuff that humanity doesn't know. But I, but I am personally confident that we'll probably figure most of it out at some point. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that 
points to like a benevolent. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think about <laughs> whatever? Did you, it doesn't end well. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird because when I get into my own thing, um, the the idea of like agnostic is almost more makes more sense to me mm-hmm. in the sense where you grew up in a religious family. Yeah, though. I'm Catholic. Okay. You know, like my parents are pretty hardcore Catholic, but the idea of I can't say either way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like atheism is like, I, I, like there is no God. Well, athe- atheism is like, it's not a belief system. It's a lack of belief. But there, it's almost a belief though. But it's not nihilism, <laughs> right? Well, it's, it's a, like, it's not on the atheists to prove anything. Mm. It's on, it's on the theists to yeah. prove it. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if, if I say that there's a pink elephant in the room, it's not on it's not on you to disprove me. It's on me to prove that there's a pink elephant. Yeah. So it's, it's that. So that's kind of early nihilism though. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could compare it, but the, the idea that atheism is a belief system like agnosticism or. Well, agnostic just means like, I don't know either way. Yeah. But agnostic is a little bit like, just in case. <laughs> Hedging my bets. Like, I'm a, yeah, to- totally. It's like, like I'm going to say a, nothing, but, you know. It's like having a net a so, little yeah, bit. Exactly. Or like totally. a parachute. I don't totally. think there's anything there, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get it. So, wait, let me ask you this. So, um, <laughs> do you ever think, and I, I don't have an answer for this, but when you get into something like the, you know, we're talking about your some of your subject matter, something that influences you, and you look at, this case, the female for or the female form, or falling in love, or or nature, or any of that, or do you ever just sit back and go like, like, why? What is this all about? And is there something that I just don't know that is influencing me, or is it just like we're just wired like that? Uh, no, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm not that introspective, or I don't. Yeah, that's not I know, my personality. I don't in have all a, yeah. aspects is not really like that. Uh-huh. Like, um, but I'm also okay not knowing stuff. Not knowing stuff. Yeah, and being being comfortable in in that. You know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me that I don't know a certain thing, mm-hmm. unless it's this thing that bothers me, and then I need to go figure it out. And then you kind of go in and research it. Yeah, and, and then I'll go in and, and figure it out. It out. Yeah. Do you need to know your subjects? Um, or is that important n- to you? No, Do but... Do you want to? Th- the ones that make the best paintings are the ones that work on a level that I don't totally understand. And usually that's... I, I Lately, I've been working with a lot of just actual models. Right. Because I like work... Fa- like fashion models. Fashion yeah. models, because I work from photo reference, and I'm a shitty photographer, and I don't really enjoy the photographing process. But so then you're getting photos that other people take No, I, I take or, them still. Oh, okay. I just don't really like it. But they're good <laughs> at being photographed. But they're, so. they're professionals and they know how to, how to give me what I'm looking for. Yeah. Even if I can't say what I'm looking for. You like unzip your, <laughs> you're you're right, like, you're right. more, more, love the camera. It's, it's, t- I'm, it's, I've been doing it for a long time and it's still like, there, there are people that are gorgeous and they know what they're doing. And I'm just like, well, I can't use any you of this. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know why, but uh-huh. I can't do it. And then there's some that just works super well. And I will end up, I'll end up using those people, you know, paint a model 20 times before right. I'm kind of over it. Um, just because it works. And usually those models are models that are 
into the process. Mm -hmm. So there's, I've worked with people that I've hired and they come in and they, and they know your work and stuff. They so know they, my work, but really... maybe they don't care. Okay. Like I've worked with both. So is that even better if they don't care? No, <laughs> it's, it's better when they know your work and it's better when are they know really my work honored and are, to be painted are, by you. Honored to be painted and are into the process. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're, and you know, there are some that bring stuff that they think might look cool when I paint it, like different clothing stuff. And that, I mean, that's great. So it's, it's super collaborative at, at that level mm -hmm. yeah. of the, the process. And I usually don't go into a shoot with a lot of ideas as far as you what I want to do. just kind of figure it out. I might have like some, a little bit. some like light stuff or some like texture stuff that I want to play with. Other than that, it's more, it just, it's just what comes out of the shoot. Right. Yeah. Mm. Do yeah. you yeah. want to preserve some mystery? Like, do you kind of want to not know them a little bit? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that allows you to kind of go in what like while you're painting to envision whatever you want to like project whatever. Yeah, you and I think I think they tend to have the ones that work out really well tend to have a s certain look mm -hmm. that is hard to define. It's hard for me to see before I'm actually doing it. Right, which is a like an ability to kind of whether they have clothes on or not look super confident and kind of intimidating mm -hmm. in a situation where they wouldn't normally be confident and intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that even back to subject matter that, um, because you're, that's, uh, you know, we were talking about the religious thing in the sense that you kind of almost worship them and yeah. that, that you want, you want them to come off like kind of intimidating, oh, yeah. like, like really beautiful and wow, look at the power of this woman. In front Absolutely. Of me. Yeah. That's really, yeah. So like, Models that t I've worked with some models that are kind of fashiony catalog models that look really great when they're smiling, yeah. you know, and then when they're kind of are trying to be serious and kind of spooky and kind of powerful, it just doesn't work because yeah. they're just not, that's not their thing. They're not used to it. Um, and I'm not, I don't know that I've ever painted anything that's cute or, you yeah. know, kind of like light. It's just not what I find interesting. It just, even if you probably tried it, your hand is going to be evident yeah. in the painting and it'll just come out the way that hopefully what, you know, and I tend to use a lot of pictures that are in between uh, the yeah. poses, mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of kind of an hour and a half in and the models when kind of over it. <laughs> yeah. Those are the good, those like, are the good uh, pictures. You're like, can yeah. you turn? Uh, They're freezing. <laughs> yeah. My back hurts or whatever. <laughs> those tend to be the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, and, and what do you do? You generally, do you kind of, from one session, do you usually use like one image or do you, from that one session, do you kind of possibly make a few paintings? I'd like it? to make a few paintings from each session. It doesn't work out like that mm -hmm. very often. Um, from a, sometimes the pictures aren't good or sometimes I really don't know what I want to be painting. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I really changed my mind a lot as far as what type of painting I want to be painting the next time. Mm -hmm. So I'll, you know, do a three or four hour photo shoot and then realize that I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. sucks. But, <laughs> uh, and I'd like to get, I'd like to get to the point where I have a more involved, the photo shoot kind of process and more kind of get some people to help with lights and props and things. Like I'd like to be painting a team. Yeah. I'd like to be painting big paintings with lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't normally have the resources and I'm 
I, it's weird. I don't really like the process of doing that. It's what part of the process do you like the most? The painting. <laughs> so once they're gone mm-hmm. and you've got your photos, yeah. are you trying to be faithful to the photos or are you going off in your own direction a little bit? I, I take the photos and put them in the computer and fuck with them sometimes. In the computer? In the computer. <laughs> I take them from the one computer that I took them with and put them in another computer. Uh-huh. And usually... 75% of the paintings are some kind of composite of images, like mm. the hand from this shot and the face from this shot and mm-hmm. the hair from that shot. So you're kind of like putting, I'll, making this mashup. And I'll Photoshop make a mashup, a but bit. I'm not doing anything fantastical. I'm not, I'm not doing anything you w- that wouldn't, you're not nobody playing would notice. with the curves or levels. No, <laughs> no. Well, I am, I am playing with curves <laughs> or levels, but I'm not like, I'm not doing anything that anybody would notice. Mm-hmm. on a on a normal picture right um it's just if if i'm looking at two pictures that are almost the same pose and one of them has a better face and one of them has a better hand position you cut the I'll, head off and I'll, put it on yeah, the hands i'll yeah. swap them out uh-huh. and then from that point i'm pretty dead on to the photo are you working off the screen or yeah. do you print it out work out so you screen. just and then do you paint big uh yeah mostly so then how do you you just kind of you just draw it on, or yeah, I'll draw it on. Usually, like grid. Stuff. Okay, so you okay. kind of yeah, freehand. I do grid it. You grid, grid out the, grid it. the the image, and then you just grid out your canvas, and then kind yeah. of draw it in. Uh-huh. You drawing with like charcoal? I'm drawing with red pencil. Is my thing. Nice. Yeah. Color race. Yeah, it's a Prismacolor. Ooh, yeah. Prismacolor. But on like a lately for the last couple of years, I I prime the panels. I work on dye bond. I prime it gray. And what then are you I priming red. it with? Acrylic. Acrylic. Mm. And then you kind of scuff up the panels and stuff. A little bit. Yeah. I've been experimenting with how smooth and coarse I need it to be. And some of your paintings paintings slide around. Some of your paintings are pretty big. So do you have to cradle? Do you cradle the back of the panels? Um, I haven't since I've been working on dye bond. I haven't gone any bigger than 48 inches square and I have not cradled that. And it's, but then you just throw it in a frame. Then I put it in a frame. And then the frame is the cradle. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, Cause it warps, but I mean at that size, it warps like crazy. It does. And it, it. yeah. And it kind of bounces around a little bit. (laughs) You get a size. (laughs) (laughs) But like I've, I've got, you can get thicker, thicker dye bond that doesn't flex as much. But then it gets heavy. And then it gets heavy and kind of spendy. But it's still, <laughs> it's still so much, so much, uh, as compared to wood. Yeah. It's, just, I, it's still, it's still lighter actually. It's and cheaper and it, I'm more confident in its longevity what, what and it's, like what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm flipping the thing around a lot and kind of moving it. And I, I like it's pretty durable. Not, it's really durable. I had one of those, like an easel fall on a dye bond panel that I was painting. It scraped the paint off, but like I was concerned that it would like, like actually create an indentation in the dye bond. And it didn't nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, if you drop it on the corner, it will it'll dent, bend, dent the yeah. fuck out of it. Yeah. Well, but, that's why I cradle them. Yeah. And you can, I mean, I've had bent pieces of dye bond that I've just straightened out and they've been fine. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, or just trimmed off the edge of it with a, <laughs> you're like this paint's getting shorter. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Have you ever, um, uh, in, kind of broken off your process and just like, I'm just going to hire a model for like a week or two and just hang out with me and just let me try to figure some stuff out. Just like pay for life. 
Pain from Life and just spend some time to see what happens, just as almost like a change? I have not. That's a good idea. I wonder. I mean, I've done life Because you've like, done so portrait, many paintings that I would paintings. be really curious to see what... Do you, you find know. that different? Oh, yeah. In yeah. what way? Um, like doing like all Prima stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or even just doing a drawing. I and mean, all Prima, obviously, uh, the time's limited. Yeah. But like seeing, like... Uh, I, I feel know, like I'm just focusing on the... I, my focus is totally different when I'm painting from life, I think. And there's, there's just less planning involved. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not as used to like, if there's something in front of me, I would just, I'll just, you tell me to paint it, I'll paint it. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not thinking about anything. Right. It's like I will paint it and like, I will look at this bottle and I'll paint it until it looks perfect. You're just trying. And then I'll afterwards go like, why did I, why did I paint that? <laughs> That's so stupid. Why did you tell yeah, me to so, paint the dumb <laughs> Yeah. So I'm a, like a real kind of black and white and referencey guy. Like I'm not, I am very, doing very little to kind of change stuff as mm -hmm. I go. Um, but so you I, painted with, it, with Carl, right? At, yeah, uh, and Carl he, Dobsky. Uh -huh. And he's getting models in. At the yeah, and I was doing, I mean, as, a, as an exercise, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I th it's really, really helpful. Do you find it informs your paintings when you're back in your studio? Definitely, yeah. And lately, I, I kind of made a, a, I had worked on some big paintings, and I, I have a constant kind of battle with myself over painting loose versus oh, yeah. painting yeah. tight, which um, probably yeah, I'm, everybody. I'm there with, there with <laughs> yeah. you. Exactly. You see like a loose painting, you're like, I want to do that. That's the way I need to paint. Painting, you're like, I want to do that. Yeah. So can't do both. I'm glad. <laughs> Talking <laughs> no, artists, no, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> I'll see Sargent, I'm like, that's what I need to paint, and then right. I'll see like a Bouguereau or like a Charles Barnes, and then you're like, painting. Then that's you're painting what I should bees. be doing. Yeah. Little detailed bees, <laughs> crazy little bees. <laughs> Every uh, little piece of fuck that bee's yeah. ass. <laughs> so I ha I've been having like a lot lately, more so, kind of not really sure which way I want to go, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm. To the point, I've been painting a little bit looser lately and was kind of happy with it and then did a couple portraits in between larger paintings just to try and not think about how much time it was taking and not think about being loose and just kind of, I'm going to work on this eyeball until the eyeball looks perfect and then mm -hmm. I'm going to go move on. And if things are dry, <laughs> the next time I go into it, I have to figure out how to like mush them together and just not worry about it. Mm -hmm. And the, I was super happy with those results. Like I really liked the final painting. It took me so much longer, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I really liked it. So the last two paintings I've done since those trials, I've kind of a little bit abandoned the like, and I, and I think I was actually, I kind of have to force myself to paint loose mm -hmm. and I don't have to force myself to paint mm tighter so, so you're that, just like naturally just inclined natural to be i'm natural yeah. it's more and i'm finding it's more comfortable for me yeah. to just paint it like i see it and not um not worry about how much i'm getting done in this one session so that i can you know i used to kind of i'd always paint the face mm -hmm. in one sitting no matter what because i didn't want to go back into it <laughs> and so i'd do a 14 hour start to every painting and it was kind of, that's kind of annoying. And yeah. <laughs> I can only start a painting if I have a free day and it's kind of exhausting yeah. to do that. So once I really started getting into painting in layers, mm -hmm. it really, and then understanding why and the benefit, it really kind of opened up a lot to me where I was like, Oh, I can pop this in in one day as you know, 
a pseudo, like a first layer slash like underpainting. And you get to paint loose. Yeah, that pretty one much. Day. Right. <laughs> Which is funny though, because on even, a tight painting, <laughs> there's even times when I go in painting loose, and I'm like, I'm even gonna build up some, you know, some some. Uh, you know, Pasto. some pastas and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. And I come back the next day and it's like super smooth. And I'm like, what? It's like somebody <laughs> came in and like smoothed it. So even when I want to do it, it just, ends up, it, it just yeah. ends up being smooth. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, no. So when I started painting in layers, it really, um, and I still will try to paint the first layer to finish. Okay. But it, I like the freedom or at least like the weight off my shoulders. So are think. your, are your subsequent layers, translucent no like are they i go in pretty opaque just going over it again yeah okay. so what ends up happening is i go in with the spirit of i'm painting this to finish okay but knowing like secretly in the back back pocket that i'm like i can paint over this because if i if i allow myself that like yeah you fix it later then i won't do a good job no i know that's what i I mean by like to trick myself i need to be like you're not gonna have time to go no 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 it's just not that's what i mean about like in my back pocket where i'm like oh i forget it's there but you can oh it's well you just go back over it and and a lot of times for me technically um and i don't even think for me in general um painting wet you know, paint and I work wet into wet mm-hmm. generally um, to get the, the 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 bulk of stuff down. But generally, um, working paint on top of dry paint is it just sits better. I've found that I need yeah. to get more. That's like on my list of things to learn because <laughs> <laughs> I've I've noticed that and I ha- just haven't quite implemented it yet. Yeah, like the when I've been kind of doing this new method where I'm kind of piecing together a face instead of just painting a face, I end up having to repaint on areas because I'm to trying suture to it together. Yeah. I'm and trying to, what you to put wet to dry. What you lay down almost stays nicer. Like there are times when I'll put that first layer and try to paint it to finish. Right. And I'm like, Oh, that looks great. And then I come back and I'm like, uh, oh, it kind of dried funny. Right. And it just could be because it's not, I don't use a, a ton, ton of paint. I try to paint pretty opaquely and pretty mm-hmm. directly. But it just dries funny because it's the first layer. Yeah. And then the but layer I put... paint isn't actually opaque. No. Right. And when I put paint on top of that and that's underneath it, mm-hmm. it dries more true to the way I painted it the day before. Uh, it almost stays still. It stays true. Yeah. Where that first layer usually dries a little funny or dries a little anemic or it just doesn't quite look what I thought it that's was awesome. like. So that and second I, and I like nice. the for me like with figurative painters I like when there's some paint on it yeah. you know I don't need it to be like gobs of paint but when there's you know when the lighter areas have a little bit of a little bit more yeah, on the surface built up. there's a little bit like it's 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 not even like you can't really tell by looking at it but there's still some depth thing that happens yeah. in your brain where you yeah. can tell that it's actually closer to you yeah. <laughs> if it's a <laughs> millimeter or whatever. <laughs> I mean, um, that's when you go and see like those Rembrandts mm-hmm. and the lights, the whole lights, he builds them up so thick and you're just like, oh God. And then he keeps the shadows thin. Right. You're just like, that just looks like if you punch that head with your hand, like it'd break your hand. It's <laughs> so, it's so, there's that has so much painting volume. of his dad and his, like his it's forehead. Like it just looks thick. like he could like headbutt you out of existence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he's headbutt you into a black hole. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> like a singularity. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, no, I mean, um, at any point I'm always curious about, you know, 
other people's technique because one i like to compare it to what i'm doing and i'm still in that area of learning yeah like i mean i that's one of my like since i didn't come come through art school and don't have any experience going to workshops really yeah that's i mean i should be doing that that's one of like yeah i don't because i feel like i have to be in the studio painting all the time and i even though it's obviously a good investment to spend some time fucking talk to people yeah, yeah. know what they're doing. <laughs> but like but you're doing the trial and error thing which you get you learn a lot doing the trial and error thing and like trying to pick up stuff from i mean what's around books you? and the internet and yeah like you can learn a lot that way um but but obviously but, talking you know when i when i was at the safe house in la and painting with carl and sean like being able to talk to other painters while you're painting is pretty Pretty, pretty great. Big. Yeah. yeah, I feel like community to this day. For, it's like that. I don't think that ever goes away. Yeah, yeah. Like having having a community of painters to like bounce ideas and people you respect. Yeah, to like bounce ideas off. And there's of. a lot of like, uh, you know, I'm gonna try a thing, and somebody will go like, No, don't do that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to do it. <laughs> like, you know, like some Phew. practically, it's like makes sense. Uh, we were talking before we put the mics on. Um, we were talking about like you were also doing some fitness stuff where yeah. you were really kind of getting into, um, and it, 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 I think the older I know, the older I get, the more I'm interested in that stuff, not only for health, re health reasons, but it's like that kind of mind <laughs> thing, yeah. you know, to kind of get your mind right. Cause mm -hmm. I do want to be more efficient when I'm painting and I do need, I well, need you get more energy and more energy because if, it's harder to be at the studio for longer periods of time. Do you it, feel like, I feel like it's, I mean, as important as sleeping for me, mm -hmm. if not more important than sleeping, I got a total nightmare if I can't get out and do something, and do something physical, physical and hard for a number of reasons. Like I think mentally it just makes a huge difference, especially mm -hmm. if I'm going to go then spend the rest of the day by myself in a room moving your arm like <laughs> yeah, two like inches barely moving <laughs> in at night you know like the it's there's so much stuff tied into it as far as like health and i'm paranoid and like yeah there's just a lot but it, it became i mean i guess it's an addiction a, a thing sure whatever but they the yeah i really enjoy it which is I realize super annoying to hear f from people that you like, like exercise, but the, yeah, I like to look good and I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's just like, I understand that most people don't enjoy exercise. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. drag. So you hear somebody, <laughs> <laughs> you hear somebody go like, yeah, Wait, so you go jogging annoying. and you're like happy about it. <laughs> I'm not that happy about jogging. I mean, I enjoy the, um, the do a thing and see a result. Like, yeah, like I pretty like fast. Yeah. Like what, uh, like what a, for example, like changing my diet or changing the workout or doing something where I can see a result, changing the way I paint, seeing a result. It's you're, the same you're thing. Like a, you're not like a CrossFitter. Are I you? am not a CrossFitter. <laughs> How many push-ups can you do? Bro, right here, right here. Bro, come on, do it. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards we're going drinking. Awesome. <laughs> All the CrossFitters right now are like, what dicks? Yeah. Done. I know there's They're benefits to it, out. but I'm kind of like, eh. Yeah, I understand some of it. Yeah. It's just not the... What's the hostility? I don't know anything about it. What's the hostility? Cesar Santos is a big CrossFit guy. Yeah, but he's like a boxer. CrossFit has like a little has a little bit of a culty vibe to it, which is why people uh -huh. are not so into it. Uh-huh. And it, 
it really encourages people to go super duper hard. Right. Yeah. Some people are kind of wired for that. And right. they can do and, it. And, and other in, people in do shape it. Well, enough if you're to young do it. and athletic, it's Or like good. you know what you're doing. And right. there's a lot I mean it totally depends on who's teaching and but there's a lot of there's a lot of like really complicated CrossFit stuff that people are doing they shouldn't be doing. Like like are doing deadlifts really fast. And getting injured. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, you yeah. shouldn't do deadlifts fast. <laughs> no, and doing like weirdo pull ups and like there's <laughs> just a lot of stuff where they're trying to do an endurance and Yeah, Caesar was talking. A lot of people get that. super, super good results. Yeah. So it's not it's not a I'm not discounting it. It's not really right. my thing. The classes that I teach at the gym are for the people that need somebody to teach a class, Yeah, which just makes total sense to not have to come up with what you're going to do. And you just go into a room and you get it done. And you are do you self-taught in fitness? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Same idea. Yeah. Of painting. It's same. yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what kind of, th I mean, what kind of things are you doing? Are you doing more? I know do we were talking about weights like, and kettlebells stuff. Kettlebells. Yeah. Kind of going back to like the new thing is like really kind of simplifying things to kind of get the essence of. Yeah. I'm kind of, my thing is to do as much as I can before my body starts getting mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> and also to like, to be as lean as possible with as much muscle as my body wants to put on its little, little frame. That's but natural. diet is like more than 50% of that, right? Yeah, totally. And I like messing with that stuff too. Right. Like the, I guess, I guess it's similar to the painting thing, but there, there'll be a, you know, I'll try intermittent fasting and then I'll try not eating this for a mm -hmm. while and then I'll try this thing and see what happens. So and you're self-taught with diet. <laughs> self-taught with diet too. Yeah. I get, I, I like having the control. Yeah over as many aspects of my life, I guess, as right. possible. And then just figuring it out, figuring out what works. Like, I think a lot of people just in general don't, they want to be told what to do. And this is for art and for fitness and for diet instead of like, try all these things and see what works best for your body. And mm -hmm. like that could take years. Yeah. But like, you know, and you have to be kind of, if you care, you have to be willing to like put in the time and whatever. And you get to a point where you're happy with your work or you're happy with your body or whatever. But I think that that's everybody's kind of artistic tendencies are different. Everybody's chem chemical makeup and yeah. physical makeup is different. And like, so there's no, I can't really, can't really tell you what to do. I can tell you what works for me. I can tell you like some things I tried <laughs> that didn't work for me that might work for you. Mm -hmm. Where in your life do you want to be told what to do? By that, like, where do you want to outsource the girl in that painting? To, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I want to be told what to do as far as like anything that has to do with money. <laughs> just good. tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, but, but you know, really quickly back to the fitness thing, I wanted to bring it up just a little bit because a lot of us, um, we just really. I mean, it's just the nature of what we do. We sit in our studios. It's a sedentary life. It really is. And that's something, you know, the older I get now that I'm kind of want to know a little bit more about mm -hmm. and or research. And I've done a little bit with my buddy, you know, James Connolly, my, my buddy, uh, um, Mike, but like the people who are listening to this right now are most, most of the people we, we talk to are like, Oh, we listen to it in our studios. Right. Like, sitting or standing still for hours or doing push-ups push <laughs> and i do that i mean but what would you recommend like to the artists who are listening to this be like what 
Not not necessarily like, oh, do this and give then us do the this. artist regimen. I mean, my, yeah, like what would my, you do for us to like be healthier and be able to paint and that, not I not think fall asleep? And, by far, and have bad the most back. important thing is to do something consistently. Same with painting. So if you're if you're a painter, you try and get in the studio every day, or you start to feel mm -hmm. like a nutcase, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the same concept goes for any kind of exercise. So just but what if I don't feel like a do it every day. when I don't exercise? <laughs> you will eventually. That's the thing. So if you do it, if you do it, if you do it consistently, if you do it consistently, say you know you need to do it for health or whatever, you know, because you're going to sit sit in a room by yourself yeah. for 12 hours a day. Yeah. You know you need to go run around and pick something heavy up for, <laughs> for a down. half an hour and put it down again. <laughs> yeah. Farmers you know, that's good for you. If you, if you do that consistently every day, you, the, the, as far as what I know is what I've experienced is that the benefits to your brain and to your body are going to be such that you're going to kind of need to do it every that's day. That's what they say. Yeah. And, and that's, one more thing you're going to have to do every day and that's drag, but yeah, it's a, hard. it's a healthy thing that I think is beneficial yeah. in the, in the short term and long term. How many blurpees can you do? <laughs> so we, uh, at, before safe house opened in LA, we were doing Ala Prima portrait nights at memoir tattoo, which is mm -hmm. Sean's spot. We were yeah. doing them down in LA, down right? in LA. Yeah. And we were doing them at, you know, at night with a bunch of, dudes just like half oil painters half tattooers yeah and on a number of occasions every time we took a break we all did burpees really yeah. how many it's burpee burpee a la prima you don't drink at all right <laughs> nope is it because of health or because of like x on the hand straight edge it is straight edge nice. was your whole <laughs> band straight edge no no, you it was were... only two of us oh yeah that that did was that matter or not no, no that i mean that was kind of why i did go straight edge initially it was, I was just around just around too much shit when i was 15 and the singer of my band overdosed and died mm. when i was 17 maybe wow and he was 18 so as a 17 year old i mean that's your friend yeah, yeah. that must have been you know pretty powerful yeah it's crazy and then you just see a lot of it it was is that why you've stuck with it i mean uh i'm sure that's a reason yeah yeah it's huge it's a, I'm, and I'm sure it's also has to do with the control thing I was talking about before. Right. Like I don't want to not be in control of things. Yeah. Generally. You seem like you control a lot of your life. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I didn't drink a lot or anything when I was growing up. And I think a lot of it was because I wanted to be in control. Um, awesome. So anyway, Aaron, and that's AA. AA. Ara. So yeah. when you get, you, when you were a kid growing up and you would get called on, were you always the first, first and yeah, everything? Uh-huh. Aaron, you're like, that's you're me. You're like, why can't yeah. we go by last names, guys? A-A-R-O-N. So, hey, I wanted to thank you for coming thank out you for here. Yeah, thank you. That was really fun. That was fun. And uh, is there a website? AaronNagel.com uh, hmm. is the website. I moved into a place in Oakland that has eventual space for a studio at some mm -hmm. point. When I, if I ever have money, ever. Get some students around you. Yeah. Grow your legacy. Yeah. People seem to be interested in like learning stuff from me. A which, lot more than, I mean, I mean, not only from you, but in general, people are really interested in learning. Yeah. It seems, which is great because when I first started doing art seriously and was like, oh, maybe I'll go to art school. That just was not a, Wasn't it just a did not seem like a good idea yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> loans and just, it was insane. Um, and there weren't any schools that I knew of at the time, but 
the fact that they're around and people are going to them and now mm -hmm. I've heard of like a bunch of them, it's pretty awesome. Did you ever, um, just before we stop, did you ever, when you were doing your figures and, you know, they're, they're realistic, you know, they're mm -hmm. in that world. Did you ever get any people being like, well, why are you doing that? That's not cool. Or were you like just completely just didn't have any sort of pushback or. Yeah, I didn't have any pushback because I didn't have any input at all, yeah, really. No. Like I wasn't yeah. painting. But how about now? With. Now that uh, you're like known. Maybe a little bit. Really? Yeah. Well, I think people, you know, I definitely get people that complain about me painting pretty women all the time. Really? Mm -hmm. Why? Because they are objectifying them or something? I'm not sure. I think it's probably either they're just not into it, which is cool, or yeah. they feel a certain way about themselves, possibly. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I get it. I'm painting a similar subject matter over and over and over again. Um, yeah, and maybe it'll change when I'm bored with it. I don't see it happening. <laughs> it's like people trying to micromanage you what you want to do. It's just like you should do it like this. It's just, you know, it's just feedback. There's, okay. uh, I don't know if anybody's trying to micromanage. Uh, people try and micromanage like my. Blurpees. Print. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> shut up about the exercise already. Uh, like but just the, the, you know, prints and shows and things and Instagram yeah. and like it, all that stuff is so kind of public and in the you know i feel like i need to post a new thing every day which is insane so like i don't know how all these stuff. artists are doing so much work do it. um it seems like everybody's like doing way more than anything i do because you're seeing a little you're seeing a little bit of everybody's stuff and it has it a, seems like a lot of stuff a yeah a lot of stuff and then there are some painters that are just cranking like, out stuff they do it yeah sean cheatham's got a new fucking awesome <laughs> all of primo <laughs> portrait on his thing every day well all of um, primo portraits you do a lot of them totally and I mean, that makes sense. And I follow a lot of like illustrator people yeah. that I can bang them out at a coffee shop, um, <laughs> you know, but there's like, I get caught up with the Instagram is so helpful as far as publicity goes. Yeah. Whether there's a huge benefit to it other than that, I, you know, I'm not, I think I forget until the next, <laughs> until the next technology comes out and you're like starting from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or until there's, you know, I get some commissions via through, Instagram, through Instagram yeah, and stuff? Oh, yeah cool. sometimes but you know I also I think I'm sure everybody gets caught up in like it's a it's super handy and it yeah it it's great for reaching all these people yeah but maybe it doesn't matter yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. really translate into or maybe a lot of like the time that you lose like scrolling through it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like time suck it's not doing anything for or my, feeling my bad rent. about yourself yeah, or like everybody else <laughs> doing a million paintings yeah, and totally. you not totally <laughs> you guys don't post a lot no barely, barely. <laughs> and and we should because we have a podcast so we should really try to get <laughs> out to as many people as possible so when this episode comes out we'll be calling you be like hey uh do you mind uh talking to your like fifty thousand people that follow you to follow you know this and then like us and yeah. hashtag and blah 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 <laughs> Anyway, so hey, thanks so yeah, much for coming out. This is super thank fun. You. And thank you, Baca, and thank Baca. you, Linda Delaney. Uh, like, <laughs> what is it? Go on Instagram, like us, hashtag. <laughs> 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 and then just get spread the word because we're doing this for you guys, not all for right. us. Thanks. Anyway, uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.